Welcome to the U Sports Update. Uh, this is Jim Mackey, your host and producer today. I'm here today with Jackie Trance, a sports nutritionist with the Jacksonville Jaguars professional football team here in Jacksonville, Florida. So welcome, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Jackie, thank you very much for being here. And uh, tell us a little bit about your journey in an abbreviated form uh, as how you became a sports nutritionist and which, why you became passionate about this field. Yeah, so born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida, which is just a nice coincidence that I'm back home now. I always knew I was interested in sports and nutrition and health. I'm not really sure in high school how it was going to get me to where I am today. I ended up going to Florida State University where I learned that they had a dietetic major. So once I found that out, I enrolled in that and started to reach out to people to work in sports. I reached out to the dietitian for Florida State University's football team at the time, ended up getting a great internship with her, and that really projected me into my career. I ended up going to Ohio State University for what's called an MSDI, a master's in a dietetic internship. There I had a sports-specific role, and after graduating, I ended up here with the Jacksonville Jaguars and just finished my third season. So you've had a variety of experience, and that's very good. Yes. So tell us, what's your passion? Why why sports nutrition? Yeah, so I, as a kid, always felt like I knew how food impacted my body. If I had sweets, I could feel the high and feel the crash. I was always in sports. I played lacrosse. I was in weightlifting. I cheered competitively. So I knew that I needed to use food as fuel. At the time, again, I didn't really know that that could even be a career, but I knew I wanted to help athletes perform at their best. So it was really once I got into college and started taking those introductory level classes, when I figured out that being a dietitian or a nutritionist was a career and then surpassed that with you could even do it in sports, it was kind of like a no-brainer. I think I'm lucky that I knew what I wanted to do at such a young age. I had the fundamentals even in undergrad to kind of get me there. So um, let's just jump around a few things. Yeah. What's your opinion on, I talked this morning about heat illness and uh, the danger of some of the energy drinks out there, mixing that, mixing that with high exercise and mixing that with the heat. Uh, what were some of the down things of that? So not to be a downer on that, mm-hmm. but we see so many kids drinking these high energy drinks, let's yes. just call them that way. So what are some of the perils that you face or how do you advise maybe even in a positive way that maybe it's a good idea to avoid these things? Right. I think first is always education. And a lot of that is saying that those energy drinks are not tested by the FDA. There's no kind of program that helps us see if they are safe and effective. So it's really educating the athletes on, it might say it has two milligrams of caffeine, but it might have 400. And you can also pop positive for caffeine on a drug test. So education is kind of that first level, but then you also want to compromise with them because just telling them no and slapping them on the hand is not always the best way to go about it. So it's finding that happy medium instead of an energy drink. Can we switch to a cup of coffee? Can we switch to a green tea? If we are going to have an energy drink, can we make sure it's NSF certified or informed choice certified? And if it's not, can we maybe drink half of it and see how we feel instead of drinking the whole thing? I also like to educate them that when they have their energy drinks, they usually don't sleep good and then they need a sleep aid. But then when they wake up, they're tired and need that caffeine. So it's a vicious cycle once you get on those energy drinks that you really try to break that habit. 
What about fluid replacement at, before, during, and after contests? We're not going to advertise anybody, but what's what's your recommendation on on, flu, on good fluid intake for the athletes? Yeah, so we love weighing in and weighing out after practices or competition because every pound lost is 16 ounces that you need to replace just to become even. So we actually tell our athletes, you really want to, for every pound lost, drink 20 ounces because that will not get you back to even, but actually get you prepared for the next day. And then we know that it's not only about the water, it's also about the electrolytes. So something that we do here with the Jaguars is hydration testing, and that shows us how much sodium is in their sweat, so that way we can give them an appropriate prescription for their electrolyte consumption. I didn't fully answer this in my lecture this morning, but kind of how much water is too much water at times? What are some of the dangers of just straight water gallons and gallons of that, that some, we want people to hydrate, but my point was that they can wash a lot of the sodium out of the body that they actually need for cell hydration, transmission, and things like that. So any thoughts on, well, I just want to drink water. Yeah. So water can almost, if you drink too much of it, dehydrate you, right? Just like you said, uh, sodium follows water. So if you're drinking too much water and excreting that through your body, it is going to take some of the sodium with it. But your body needs that sodium to be able to use the hydration in the cells. And we know that if you lose 2% of your body weight in fluid, there's detrimental effects to your cognitive function, your ability to exercise. So we really want to have maybe even like a one-to-one ratio. Obviously, we know it's dependent on the person's size and intensity, but maybe a one-to-one ratio of a water and then an electrolyte drink. And if your intensity isn't that high or you're not losing that many fluids, it can even be maybe a two waters to one electrolyte drink. All right. Um, you work with high-level professional athletes. I do. Let's bring it down a notch <laughs> to uh, parents trying to help their high school kids. Yeah. And probably even on a budget or mm-hmm. on a um, maybe even economically challenged. Mm-hmm. What would you what would you offer to that uh, student uh, in high school? We'll stick to football or endurance type sports. Mm-hmm. Even cross country will be coming up in the in the summer uh, to help them to take with them. Yeah. So if we're talking about hydration, one of the easiest things that you'll always have in your pantry, table salt. Salt your food. If you are going on a long run, especially here in Florida, and it's hot and humid, throw some table salt into your water as you're going. And also when you come back, that's an easy way. I think a lot of people would have that in their pantries at home. And it's a good way just to get those electrolytes in. Also, a common one, bananas. Get that potassium. Sodium is not the only electrolyte that leads to hydration. So a banana pre and post could really be helpful with also maintaining that hydration. Okay. I've heard people say, oh, don't drink cold water. Cold water will give you cramps. (laughs) Yeah. So the research really isn't behind that. So we actually, uh, there's a couple of studies that show that cold water will actually help you quench thirst more than room temperature water. So the studies are kind of interesting on that. And there's also a lot of conversation with IVs. There's another research study shows that there's an esophageal effect when you swallow the water. It actually hydrates you faster than an IV would. All right. You know, I'm going to ask you this. Pickle juice. 
Okay. I love pickle juice. <laughs> I think if you can tolerate it and it's something you enjoy, it's a great way to get in electrolytes. For some of our guys that do enjoy it, we freeze them and we bring them out to practice. So it's cold and refreshing for them. And they're also getting some sodium in. So you don't need to chug a whole bottle, but maybe have a swig, especially when you get home from your run. And it's a quick way to replace that uh, sodium loss. All right. What about apple cider vinegar? Apple cider vinegar is questionable when it comes to the research. If you are someone that is interested in it, I recommend don't just taking it as a shot. It's so acidic, it can break down the enamel on your teeth and also hurt your esophagus. So if you are someone that is interested, make sure you dilute it with water. But right now, the research isn't out, especially for performance. There's some when it comes to weight loss and weight ma maintenance, but it's not to the level yet for as a dietitian that I could recommend it. Okay. What about what's your good recommendation for a pregame meal? type situation. And we'll, let's bring it back down to the high school level. Yeah. yeah. So we want, there's different types of carbohydrates. We're going to want those complex carbohydrates, which means that there's some fiber in them. So think potatoes, rice, pasta, what people usually think of as carbs, that, and they might think of them as the bad carbs. That is what we're going to want for pregame because it's actually going to help us keep our energy levels at like the a high level for a longer amount of time. So even just like a pasta with a red sauce, if your stomach can handle that, a little veggie and a protein. That protein can just be a piece of grilled chicken. Um, it can be red meat as again, as long as your stomach can hold that. Potatoes also cheap, easy, add some cheese and sour cream, you're good to go. Okay. What about some um, recommendations um, after after competition. Some people just go through the drive-through, mm -hmm. but uh, anything perhaps maybe to stay away from? Yeah. So I think it's funny after competition, I think there's this large emphasis on protein, which protein is important, right? But immediately after competition, you have to replace those carbohydrates that you just use throughout your competition. Our protein, we should be eating equally throughout the day. And we actually need carbohydrates to allow protein to get into our muscles for muscle protein synthesis. So your pregame meal and your postgame meal can almost look exactly the same. So if you have the pasta for the pregame meal, maybe do have a baked potato and um, some pulled chicken for your postgame meal. Two more questions. Yeah. What about um, anything on the, uh, what's the latest research interesting article that maybe you found that, uh, kind of spurred you to think something differently about your nutritional planning or reinforced uh, a thought you had, uh, a concept that you were doing? Any yeah. So I was just at the combine in Indianapolis and I did some nutrition educations with a couple people. And one of the studies that someone mentioned is that there's actually a cap in how much muscle a body can hold. So there's always this push, the more muscle, the better, but our frames and based off of our skeletal structure, there's so much protein or so much muscle, pardon me, that we can hold as a person. So we are now trying to measure a person's bone structure and their bone density and their bone girths to determine how many pounds of muscle is the most optimal for their performance. 
Wow. So you're creating the model athlete with that. So exactly. Okay. Well, finally, uh, any last uh, words of encouragement, thoughts you'd like to pass on about uh, maybe those that are interested in a career in sports nutrition or just in comments in general? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. I think when it comes to sport nutrition, there's always going to be a balance. There's no right answer all of the time. So you really got to look at your athlete and figure out those puzzle pieces for what is going to work for them. Anybody that's interested in nutrition, if you find how food affects the body interesting at all, I say take as many educational classes as you can, look into what it takes to be a dietitian, and go for it. All right. Well, thank you, Jackie Trance with the Jacksonville Jaguars, sports nutritionist. Uh, thank you for being with us here on the Youth Sports Safety Update. And we please uh, refer to our website, JAXSNP. We'll have some show notes, some contact information, some other dietary information we can provide for you. Always keep your school, your child safe through with a certified athletic trainer. Make sure you've got one. Make sure you've got an AED and an emergency action plan. So uh, be prepared and keep those kids safe. Thank you again. I'm your host and producer, Jim Mackey, for the U Sports Safety Update. Have a great day. Thank you.